Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 421, and it's getting cold outside. So what better way to celebrate than with some sweater weather games? And we've got a guest joining us. Let me introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Excellent. Thank you. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. Not much. Excited to be here. It'd be a good, uh, good show. Yeah, and Kate Gray from Studio Supersoft. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for hanging out with us on this uh, cold October evening. <laughs> I'm very excited. October's my favorite, so I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're just released a game that I'm actively mm-hmm. playing that I've been watching for quite a while, Moonstone Island. I had to reach out when I discovered you guys are Canadian, too, because I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. I'm one of those fake Canadians because I am British, but I moved to Canada by choice with no like job lined up or anything. I was just like, I'm going to do it. And, you know, it worked out. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Okay, let me get through some housekeeping and then I want to learn all about you, the studio and of course the game. So mm-hmm. housekeeping, I remind everybody that if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. So Kate, tell me, how 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 did this come to be? The studio, the game, everything, and how did you get into game development and exactly what you do with uh, Studio Supersoft. Oh my God, that's so many questions. Okay, okay I know. I'm ready. I I'm going to try <laughs> and remember. Right, okay. So I've been a games journalist for like 10 years now. Wow, cool. And oh, wow. Uh, I started doing that in the UK. I mm-hmm. started on magazines. I was on official Nintendo magazine until they closed it down. And then I was on official Xbox magazine. And then I worked at actual Xbox doing videos. Then I worked at GameSpot. It's I'd went all over the place. And then I moved to Canada and I was like, fresh start. There's not really any games journalism in Canada. So I was like, hmm, going to have to figure something out. And I moved to Montreal. Uh, I I just sort of randomly decided to move to Canada. Um, I had always kind of wanted to. So I was like, well, I don't currently have a job. So there's no time like the present. And yeah, moved to Montreal, which is a huge hub for game development. Um, knew a lot of people from going to game developer conferences. Um, so it was settled in quite quickly, quite easily. And uh, I started working in community management for a couple of studios. One doesn't exist anymore. The other one, they made Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is a fun sort of multiplayer game. Uh, yeah, we know those guys. Studio yeah, they're really is- nice. Uh, Clever Endeavor. Yes. yes. I was like, it's on the top of my tongue. <laughs> uh, so they're lovely. Absolutely lovely. But um, I worked there part time and I had a job uh, doing narrative for another Montreal studio, also part time. 
And then the narrative studio was like, do you want to do full-time? And I'm like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, so I did that. And, you know, that was that was like uh, four or five years ago. And then I just started taking on a lot more writing. You know, people knew me from games journalism or from meeting me at conferences. And I am very uh, outgoing when I go to conferences. I'm like, you know, hanging out with everyone and being like, tell me about your projects. And um I guess people just like to find someone that's enthusiastic about their game. So <laughs> eventually that, you know, that leads into people being like, well, do you want to work on it then if you love it so much? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's how Moonstone Island happened. Actually. I, uh, I don't even remember how I discovered it. I must've bumped into it on Twitter and I was like, Oh, this game looks incredible. This must've been like two years ago. And so basically nowhere has written about it. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to be the first. And I get in touch with Sandy, who's the lead developer, the designer, the director. Um, and I'm like, let's do an interview. And I mean, uh, this is maybe revealing a lot about the industry, but in games journalism, interviews don't really do very well. <laughs> no one really cares. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how interesting the interview is, unless it's with somebody huge or it's revealing some gossip, no one's going to read it. So interviews are usually passion projects. And uh, I, you know, I hit it off with Sandy. We, we had a great rapport. We were having a great time being like, I really love this game. It's amazing. You've managed to squish all the genres in together. And then a few months after that, Sandy's like, well, it, if you like it so much, why don't you write it i'm like yeah no wait really <laughs> how that happened is that sandy was like i don't know you you seem like you're good at writing i like your stuff and you seem very enthusiastic about the game so why don't you make it <laughs> it started off very like oh you you just write the dates you know i've already got the outlines for the dates so just like fill them in with content and it just kept expanding because I was like, Sandy, can I do some more, please? <laughs> so he let me do like the item descriptions, the quests, uh, like he designed all this stuff, but I got to do the words for it. Um, and then eventually it was like, well, we need a community manager. Do you want to do that as well? And I'm like, yeah. So that's that's where I am now. Did I answer all the questions? Do you think? I think so. <laughs> and now you've got me, you got me thinking because there's one character in the game too who very much is like, Got an East Coast twang, mm -hmm. the fisherman. Yes. I was like, is he East Coast inspired? <laughs> There's been like five people who've recognized uh, Tobin the f as yeah. uh, Newfie. And yeah. that's absolutely, Sandy lives in Toronto, but yeah. has been all over the place. Like grew up yeah. in, like on Vancouver Island, I think. Um, but I used to live in Montreal, but I now live in Halifax, Nova Scotia with my partner. And I just, I find Atlantic Canada extremely endearing. I think it's a really underrated, like, kind of unknown part of Canada. When people think of Canada, they think of Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto. That's it. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like, yeah, I've heard of Winnipeg, but like, not likely. Um, so, you know, at Atlantic Canada, people don't really know about it. And so moving here, I didn't know anything about it. Either I was like, oh, you've got like Donairs. I know Donairs. You've got the ocean, I guess. The Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> at least, is the one I'm familiar with. So good job. Yeah. Uh, lobsters? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you come here and 
and there's like this extremely rich vein of culture that's not really shared with the rest of Canada and these accents that are this incredible mash up of like Irish, Norwegian, Canadian, English, like oh just my. a mess, a yeah. beautiful mess. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so much. And, and also at the end of last year, I went to go and see Come From Away, which is set in Gander, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I don't think anyone in it is actually from Canada. Probably <laughs> not. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's an endearing musical about like the power of community and friendship and how giving these small communities up in the middle of nowhere can be towards complete strangers. And that's kind of what I feel like about Atlantic Canada is that everywhere you go, everybody is just lovely and friendly and genuine. Um, And I just wanted to put a little bit of that in the game. And the fishermen, like some of our NPCs, they have established backgrounds that I tried to weave into their stories but for the fishermen, it was like, do whatever you want. I don't know. I was like, can I make him new fee? And I, I had to like really balance having the accent be recognizable and having it be like understandable to people who didn't know the accent. It's <laughs> <And> true. <laughs> I love watching streams where people meet Tobin. He goes like, ah, you're the come from away, aren't you? I'm not going to try the accent. Um, but they they try to give him an accent and they usually go with like a weird sort of either like west country english so it's sort of like hobbity or they go for like a deep south american oh neither of those are really that close but i appreciate the effort and every now and again we'll get someone going oh he's from newfoundland isn't he and i'm like yes you found him (laughs) yeah when i was reading through i was like Hold on a second. <laughs> I that sounds like vernacular. <laughs> I made it so obvious to the people who know. Uh. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love that. When it's always cute when you see something a little bit of home because, like you said, it, it's yeah. not. It's not very often than that that yeah. you know my my background gets pulled into things. It, it's becoming a little bit more common lately. Like you yeah. said, like come from away. Like after nine eleven happened and stuff, people started to to learn more about Newfoundland and stuff like that. And mm. uh, and yeah, you're starting to see it get into pop culture a little bit as well yeah. as like with reality shows and stuff that have been popular with some some characters and stuff. So uh, so yeah, but it was so nice. Yeah, I can't I wait. I, I, I'm I. I I'm not far enough yet in the game to romance anybody. I'm mm. hoping I can romance him. <laughs> okay, interesting. I feel like Tobin is like one of the sort of dark horse romanceables. Everybody yeah. the super obvious ones, so like the flirty ones. Yeah. Ones that are really hard to get. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of in-betweens like Tobin who are just like normal people. <laughs> so yeah. They yeah. don't have as many fans, which I'm a bit sad about, but people do love him. There's been some thirsty fan art. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so we need to i know we've probably like uh uh you know got cat and joelle's attention by talking about romance and games already but uh (laughs) moonstone island is such an interesting mashup of multiple genres together in this beautiful pixel art borderline open world i want to say style can you yeah. give the spiel? Because I think this has Kat and Joelle's name written all over it, and I really want them to try it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, so as a journalist, the pitch is very different to as a developer who works on the game. For sure. Because as a developer, you want to be like, here are all the video games that it's like. Yeah. But you can't because it makes it look like you're copying. But as a journalist, I can say this. Um, so <laughs> it's Pokemon meets Stardew Valley meets Slay the Spire. You are... Oh very much in a sort of Stardew-like world, although actually we're inspired by Harvest Moon, not Stardew Valley, like older, older mm. games. Um, so you are, you know, growing crops and raising animals. Um, and then it has this Pokemon aspect where you're going out into this uh, world full of floating islands in the middle of the sky, and you are battling, uh, well, they're Pokemon, they're Pokemon, but we call them spirits because you can't just... You can't, you just can't call them Pokemon? What? But everybody on streams, everyone's like, "Ooh, another Pokemon! I've got to check my Pokedex." And we're like, yeah. "We can't stop it." This <laughs> it's well, it's like a bra- it's like how brand names become their thing, you know? Like yeah, Kleenex, like Kleenex Q-tips, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, band aids. So you can go out. You can find these spirits. You can battle them, and you can tame oh. them and take Ooh. them home and put them into your party and, and fight more with them. And then the Slay the Spire aspect is that it's the way you are fighting these other spirits, Pokemon, if you will, is that you are using cards. Each spirit has their own deck of cards. And when you have three spirits in your party, it combines all of their cards into a deck. And you can use that to fight other spirits. And you can change the deck. You can, you know, have strategies. I hear that's what people do. Uh, (laughs) And... You can add cards, remove cards, upgrade cards, all these things, and swap out your spirits because they have types similar to Pokemon. Um, and the types, you know, they have weaknesses, advantages, and all of that. So there's like a lot of strategy in it. It can get very deep. Hmm. Um, but I, I like to think that there's a hook for everybody. The hook for most people is the Stardew Valley type stuff, the Harvest Moon stuff. Um, but that's just like a. Um, because there's all this other stuff going on. And you can date a bunch of people. You can decorate your house. You can create custom wallpaper. So it's like a little bit Animal Crossing as well. Mm. Um, there's quests to do. Uh, you can fill out, well, it's not called a Pokedex. I think it's called a Spirit Dex. We didn't go very far with that one. To <laughs> <laughs> understand the concept. Uh, there's fishing. I don't think I've mentioned this fishing. That's important to, to us here in this show. <laughs> That's right. Fishing, fishing in a game. Cooking, game of the year. Fishing and cooking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have cooking, which uh, is a little sad because there is a stove in the game, um, but it's non-functional. So DLC! Bring that in DLC! Patch it in, patch it in. Everybody patch it so much on our DLC list. Oh, I can only imagine. I forgot to mention you're an alchemist, so you do make potions. Oh. That's a kind of cooking. Uh, there's oh my an alchemy gosh. lab and a cauldron, which make two different types of potion. One is a potion and one is a concoction. Um, so that's that's sort of cooking adjacent. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's that's all a- about the traversal that I like in this game, too, because you yeah. start off and you've just got like, how are you going to get from one island to the next <laughs> after you broke your broom? Well, I'm just going to hold on to this balloon and hope for the best. And you're like, can I control it? Not really. No, You kind of just float in a direction. (laughs) And then you get a broom and you're like, yes. And then you get to upgrade. And I'm like, oh, I want the plane. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> I'm just oh, a broom I, face right now, though, but I'm, like, <laughs> zipping around everywhere, going on lands that, like, hurt me because they're electric or fire or something like that. Yes. And I'm just like, yeah, it's it's deep, it's mm. fun, and beautiful, and, uh, yeah, it's it's got me hooked. Yep. Uh, there's, there's a lot of Zelda in it as well. Yes. Like, we have dungeons and temples. There's oh. a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli in it. We're inspired by pretty much any Ghibli movie you can think mm. of. Wow. So we've got, like, Kiki's Delivery Service in there. There's Spirited Away in there. The, the references are all quite obvious. Um, but loving, you know, not just, like, rip-offs. Yeah. That would be boring. Um, we have a team of, uh, like, we have one core artist who is Kokofi who is one of my favorite pixel artists, which is a weird coincidence that I'm I'm not just saying this. I, I've loved his work for such a long time. He worked on the Drawn to Life games on DS um, and Scribblenauts, if you ever played any of those. And, oh, Scribblenauts is great. Oh, he's just, his art is amazing. So I'm, I'm like starstruck. Whenever I get to see new stuff that we're adding to the game, I'm like, wow. <laughs> uh, but we also have loads of other artists like making the animations and the sprites and the character portraits and everything. So it's this incredible like tapestry of different pixel artists who are all just like so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I love the styles of the spirits. Mm-hmm. They're so <laughs> cute. And like sometimes I'm like, I was like, ooh, 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 that one looks like a big golem. Oh, I'm going to... No, he's level 10. Run away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, that happens a like, lot. <laughs> like Pokemon, you can build your team based on, like, strategy. Or you can just pick the guys that or are really cute. Aesthetic. <laughs> and there's so many of them. Oh. They really... There really are so many. How long have you been working on the game? Or how long was the game kind of, like, in progress? And then what point did you come in? Mm, okay. So the game, um, I think... Sandy says it's been five years, which three of that is active development. And the two years before that was uh, in Sandy's head. So, you know, thinking about the design, uh, what the game is going to be. And then, you know, he he hired a programmer, an artist, and me eventually. I've been on it for just over a year, which is like nothing in game development time it's insane how much we got done in that final year just like the whole thing came together so quickly um and a lot of that is down to sandy just being like an incredible designer i hope he's listening to this sandy i hope (laughs) you're listening to all these compliments Uh, (laughs) um, we appreciate you (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean genuinely he's been maybe one of the best people I've ever worked with. It's been so fun as a creative process. Just like everything is a good idea or everything gets considered. And if anything's a bad idea, there's a good reason for it. And we can work it into a good idea instead. Um, That's pretty rare in game development. People are usually just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, a great quality. Yeah. And you know, just fun to hang out with, fun to talk to. Uh, has a very similar like sense of humor and sense of like style to me, I think. So he'll like show me uh, spirit design, and I'll be like, uh, "Where did that come from? I love it. What? <laughs> like, there's a, a fish in a bowl with legs. Uh, yeah, I ran kind into that one too. That's another one I need. <laughs> too high level for me yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. 
The game came out on the 20th of September of this mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's, it's a really fresh. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know there's a lot of people who are going to want to play it. This is going to be a great console game. Is there going to be console ports? Uh, yes, we are currently actively working on the Switch port. Um, awesome. Initially, we wanted it to be, you know, simultaneous launch on PC and Switch, but it turns out they are two very different beasts with very different requirements, and it would have probably killed us to do that. Mm. And uh, doing it this way, where the Switch release comes later, means that we can actually make it like really, really good. You know, ports not always good. Uh, mm-hmm. I say that as a journalist, I've played a lot of terrible ports. Um, so we don't want it to be one of those. <laughs> uh, we don't have a release date yet, um, but I'm hoping we can announce something soon. Cool. Um, I guess we'll we'll have to see. Yeah. I, I like saying soon because soon could be. <laughs> soon could be That's- tomorrow, <laughs> could be next <laughs> week, could be yeah. 2024. And it gets people excited, but it means I don't have to like be precise. Um, but like... We are fans of the game as much as we are the people who made it. Um, I would love to have it on Switch. A lot of people are saying they would buy it on Switch, even though they've already bought it on PC. And I'm like, I feel you. I've done that for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that when it comes out on Switch, people can appreciate how much work. <laughs> um, as for other consoles, uh, the, I think the official answer is... Uh, um, <laughs> indie games that's, are like, a, that's a maybe let's get through switch first <laughs> pretty much yeah because like there's there's so many considerations porting games is so expensive mm. i wish people knew it's not just about like the effort it's about like you know the budget and yeah. the timing mm-hmm. and yeah. you know all this other stuff so we'd love to um Switch first, then we'll think about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if uh, if folks have a different handheld, because I'm looking at the Steam page and it says it's Steam Deck compatible. It is. So yes. is it? Um, so I'm guessing, like, if you had an Ally or if you're going to pick up a different another handheld, it would probably play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't. I guess I can't officially say because like I don't know anything about the specs of the like third party Steam Deck types. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I'm sure they're designed to run video games and it's not a ver- like the game is f- under 400 megabytes. So I think it'll mm. well, Yeah, we'll, we'll cross our fingers for that, right? Yeah, it's just a little game, just a little guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm playing with a controller too and I'm mm. finding it like super easy to go. Because at mm. first I was like, oh man, because like I've been, though this space where I'm currently podcasting with you from was initially my gaming and podcasting space. It got commandeered during COVID. So it's become a workspace. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to be back there. But that mostly that's because I don't want to be sitting all prim and proper in my chair with my keyboard and whatever else. But being able to kind of sit back and play with the controller is great. So I think you're, you're pretty close to being ready. Well, at least when it comes to controls for, for switch. So I, I don't know this for certain, but I, suspect it might be easier to port to something like an xbox and a playstation than it is to port to switch because a switch Mm. you need to make sure the game runs because it has very low specs yes it does like other consoles um but you know that's not an official word on things i just Mm. suspect that might be the case i hope Mm. that that's the case that it's easier we'll see maybe cool i don't know 
Uh, now that it's out and you're working on the Switch, are, you are you mentioned that you guys are working on DLC, correct? Yes. Awesome. That's all I need <laughs> I to know. I don't know how much I can say. That's okay. Um, yeah. That's- you're on the other side now. You're usually <laughs> me asking the questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we, we have some cool plans. I think the most I've said is like keep an eye out soon. But again, soon. Who knows when soon. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Leave it open ended. I love it. Perfect. Maybe, maybe even very soon. Ooh, huh. Ooh exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's brand new. I mean, okay. I'm only partway through now, so I've still got some time before I'm ready yeah. for DLC. But you know, I Good. did notice that there's uh, on the Steam page there are some like packs you can buy for some objects. Looks like to decorate my yeah. My that house. stuff is yeah. out. That stuff came out at launch, so you can mm-hmm. get the art book, you can get the soundtrack, and like a few little de- decoration items that are cute but they don't do anything so it's just for aesthetics yeah pretty much we live for the aesthetics (laughs) cool all right let's get into what the crew's been up to this week before we get into fantasy critic and what everybody's been playing Catherine, how you been faring girl not great (laughs) you're alive (laughs) i am alive however i got a bit of a tummy ache last week and on top of dealing with my uh bad back i was completely out of it mm. um i am getting better though but it is a slow go very okay. slow go and i can't sit yet mm. i can sing lo- sit long enough to eat a meal okay that's the mm. that's the and today i was able to walk the entire block so i just went in the alley went to the end of the alley went to the other end came back home and I was okay. not in agony, so it's getting better, but it is, uh, this shit's slow. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of yourself. It's important. Oh, I'm still recording from bed, working from mm-hmm. bed. Bed is life. That is life. <laughs> that is, that is life. <laughs> Do you have like a good pillow setup? I'm curious. Yes, right now I have four pillows. So I have my big memory foam pillow that I use to sleep. Under my uh, chest and my elbows. And then I've got three others stacked under my hips right now so that I don't have any pressure. Mm. Ah. That's smart. That's good. Yeah. I've got a lot it's of all- like novelty shaped pillows, but they don't really help. So. <laughs> Honestly, um, this is the first time in my life that I've slept on my stomach mm-hmm. uh, to deal with the pain um, because I usually sleep on my back. And because of the vertebrae that i have a hernia in it's like the worst thing possible yeah and i can't spend the whole night on my side because at one point my shoulder and my hip hurts and i can't sleep on the other side because that's the side that's herniated um that i have the sciatica so i've been sleeping on my side and on my stomach and it's Mm. been a i had to figure out pillows to be able to sleep on my stomach and also um drugs like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to clean up my sleep hygiene after I'm done with this because right now yeah. it's um, muscle relaxants and melatonin that gets me, gets you knocked out. Yeah, and then usually wake up around five a.m. and need to re up some type of pain pill so I can sleep the rest of the night. Um, and I gotta do what I gotta do because sleep is how this is gonna heal. Yeah, the, every time I talk to a health professional physiotherapist, practitioner, nurse, doctor. They were like, you got to sleep. I'm like, well, give me shit to sleep. 
Like, I am not that. I am not that kind of person to take a lot of pills and to want to take pills. But like, mm. they were like, you got to take what you got to take for the next month and a half for this to oh go away. God. I was like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, wow. welcome to to middle age. <laughs> Where like one bad movement at the gym and you're on on your ass for mm. a fucking month. Uh, and to be fair, I was like misdiagnosed at the start mm. where they thought it was muscular. So mm. and when it's muscular, you want to kind of keep working. You don't want to, you know, you got to oh. rebuild the muscle for it to heal. Yeah. But if it's a hernia, putting more weight on it is actually making it worse. So I made it worse because I was misdiagnosed okay. at first. So yeah. it happens. Um, good news is these kind of things just heal with time so yeah, yeah. you just gotta be asleep for a month Ooh. basically basically i haven't slept this much honestly yeah. and like i've okay i'm not gonna get in trouble for this because i told my manager this and she was like do what you gotta do um i actually fell asleep while working I mean, like, yeah. if you have that many pain meds and you're finally relaxed and finally <laughs> not like, yeah. you know, that's why we have this work from home stuff so that we can like yeah. work yeah. at the hours that make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't miss a meeting or a deadline. It's just at one point I was looking at like, I have a node view where I do light logic, like when I integrate the UI and I was just looking at it and double checking everything was fine. And I blinked and an hour later I woke up <laughs> <laughs> oh. and I was just oh. like, okay. Um, but also like I have a standing agreement with my managers like while I heal from this um, so that I don't take like a month and a half of sick leave um, mm. they're like log in whenever you gotta you know we're no meetings before 10 in the morning anyway um, mm-hmm. and like you said you can meet the deadlines I'm like yeah so like if you sleep during the afternoon and you want to work later in the evening it's fine like you know like I'm my job is very much task oriented, so um, yeah, that's why also I missed last week because I was uh, for the podcast because I was just like in and out Soft. of consciousness. But yeah. um, ever since I started sleeping, I've been getting much much better. So yay, sleep's like Good magic, stuff. isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is isn't whenever it? I'm sick and and someone's like sleeping fluids, I'm like, oh come on, it can't be that. <laughs> it fucking is yeah. like right now my my spouse has a, a cold or the yeah. flu and he's just like i don't feel good i'm like go lay down he went to lay down he's like i'll see you in an hour three hours later yeah like, just gotta sleep what Aww. you gotta sleep you can sleep yeah. it off that's true yeah yeah when Very i true. start to feel a cold or something coming on like i kid you not i get a gallon of water and yeah. I just start mm-hmm. pounding it because it's like, let's go. <laughs> and then I'm going to take a nap and then be in the bathroom the rest of the time because yeah. I just drink a gallon of water. Yeah. No, but, but it works. It, it does. It does because, work. Like, it does flushes work. it out. Yeah. A lot of like these bacteria is like when your body fights these viruses and bacteria and then they eliminate them after they've killed them. It goes mm-hmm. through your kidneys and your. Gotta pee it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta pee it out. Pee Evacuate. Out. Poop it out. Yep. Yeah. Mm. It's. I mean, it's... recently, um, Hank Green, who's been going through chemo, yeah, um, has been talking about peeing out the cancer because that's what yeah. chemo is. It's just like flushing your body, and mm-hmm. then your body flushes itself. Yep. And I think that's a very cool image, getting to pee out the thing that's been, you know, making your life hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And that's why kidney health is important. So don't eat too mm-hmm. salty, kids. Mm, yep. Yeah, true. Joelle, what have you been up to this week? This week, um, not too much. I did go to a uh, college hockey game. Oh, yeah. Uh, downtown St. Paul. Yeah, at the... Uh, where they play the professional hockey team that was a, a battle of the schools between uh like the the U of M, the University of Minnesota is like the like the, the big um, you know, state college obviously in the cities, against like a smaller private institution. Um and the tickets that we got were a double header for the women's and the men's. So we're able to zip down there and and watch some hockey and the 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 women's game was a complete blowout. Uh, the U won like eight to nothing. Oh, like, yeah, just <laughs> really a high scoring game. And then the yeah. men's it was really fun because they won in overtime, so that was exciting. So nice. that was a fun game. Um, and then um, I have to get oral surgery for like gum recession issues. So like, <sighs> you know, yeah. Again, you, you, in your mid thirties, stuff starts happening. So like, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I have a gum yeah. recession problem. And, and so, by the way, late 30s here, it's yeah. not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's not getting no better. Yeah. It's my birthday in like two weeks, and this is terrifying. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen, Are you listen, listen, 30? listen. Just, get, no. get your sleep, drink your water, you'll be yeah. fine, Kate. Save, put, yeah. put, yeah. Money, your in sleep. Put, put money in an HSA. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, prepare. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a really common thing. Like, you have like a frenum, which is like the little bit of skin that connects like your lip to your gum. And I guess like it's pulling on my yeah. gum. And that's just after over time. It has a name? Yeah, it's called the frenum. Frenum? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Anatomy I know. 600. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in school today that's right so yeah so it 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 like pulls on the gum and your then your gum can recede and obviously if you let it go like too long it can get very painful and very bad Mm. so i went in and i was like i don't want to pay for oral surgery it's so expensive Mm. but Mm. i gotta kind of like get it done so that'll be fun (laughs) Mm. but i knew i had to i knew i gotta take care of it but uh yeah, yeah so um but they take they'll take skin from the roof of my mouth like ah. they'll, they'll take that and then they'll use it to graft over the other and then and then they're gonna then they'll sever the frenum so I, it doesn't pull anymore. So okay. yeah, yeah. That's I, had that really done, I, I had that had done, but I had done? that done, but as a teen, oh. as a teen, oh. so that I could get my braces on. They had to fix my gum before. Oh, oh. do you have a scar? Honestly, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but it heals pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what, that's what they said. They said the, a, a few days of pain, but like, yeah. not, it's not anything too cra- crazy. I had my wisdom teeth out when I was mm. in yeah, middle that's school, worse. and that what? was terrible. Oh yeah, like, middle yeah, wisdom teeth out were oh, wild. That was so that's bad. Young to have wisdom teeth out, isn't it? Was it? I don't know. Just it depends no. on yeah. how your teeth are. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it like June. No, high school. I got it in high school. Yeah. Maybe it was high school. Teeth out. I was just after high school, like I was in um, in Quebec. We have Cégep, which is between high school and university. Um, yeah. But it's like I was like eighteen, nineteen. It's the usually the prime age for that. 
I actually um, forgot I to get a note. Mine out like three years ago. Yeah. Oh my it depends, gosh. I guess, on if they're impacted or not, or causing yeah. you grief. If they're not causing you grief, they're not going to put you under for nothing, right? Yeah. But they didn't uh, put my, me under. Oh, they, you you were like, oh, so you had the happy it? gas too. Oh, oh I had the happy gas. That sounds yeah. awful. I didn't have the gas. I just had local anesthetic. <gasps> oh no, I had the that, gas, oh my and my mom gosh. made fun of me. <laughs> I was I was <laughs> fully <laughs> I was fully under for mine because it was all four yeah, inside. Yeah, me too. Oh, so yeah, okay. I had the option. I just to had the one, under. so oh. they didn't ask. Oh, oh uh, how they rude. just did it. <laughs> oh no. But like my. My spouse still has them in his gums. Oh. Yeah, like they're not causing any problems, so they didn't they didn't take him out. That's why he's so okay. smart. Yeah, he's a smart pants up here. Still got one, or yes. maybe maybe two. I have some mm. <laughs> an amount of <laughs> wisdom teeth. Yeah, and they let me keep it too when they took it out. Oh really? Oh wow! There was not much left of mine. They cracked them in half and pulled them out. It oh. was cracked in half, so it's not oh yeah cute okay or anything. Oh wow! Yeah, I like to keep all my teeth. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they are like, yours. I want it. You made them. <laughs> They're mine. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Let's. I, this week, I Segway. really didn't do it. I know. I'm like, what did I do this week? I don't even know now. Teeth. I need to go to the dentist. I don't. Yeah. Um. I uh, decorated a bit for Halloween. So that's done Aww. and uh, played a lot of games. So I'm excited to get into what everybody's been playing. But first, we need to check in with the fantasy critic because so many games have been releasing. Yes. Like so many games. <laughs> and it's just like, who's getting all the points? So back in the Girls on Games podcast league, Kat is on the top. I'm in second. Joelle's in third and Simon is in fourth. Uh, big things that came out this week that got reviews, of course, is Spider-Man, which Woo-hoo. I think, yeah, Joel has, but it doesn't do. have his actual points there, but no. a critic's uh, rating of 91. Yes. You're going to get uh, quite a few there. Yes. Um, what else? I think there was something else, too, that came out. Disney. Did the Disney one come out? No, I don't think that one came out. Yeah, it got reviewed yet. Not Disney, sorry. I'm thinking Disney. Uh, Mario Wonder. Oh, that didn't come out no, yet. No, not Just yet. Re- previews, yep, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Is there anything else that, that came out? Um, I don't know. That would have made noise? I don't know if we had it in our... Um, I don't know if someone had it in their list or not. Uh, Thirsty Suitors didn't come out. It was um, a wizard... Uh, maybe it was okay. Maybe it's in the community. It was in the community. I'm on a yeah. Okay, let me podcast. go over to the community yeah. league here now because there's not much <laughs> other like crazy things that happen in the podcast league. Yeah. We have movement in the community oh league gosh. for the first time in a while. We have a new first person in the yeah. league. <laughs> Darth is now number one. Pat is second. Phoenix is third. Joel is fourth, Albania is fifth, I'm sixth, Simon is seventh, and Tim, or Tim, is eighth. Um, yeah, so who had Spider-Man in that one? Albania had Spider-Man, so he's got points coming his way, um, for sure. And then, yeah, there was something else. I think it's in the Discord if someone wants to yeah. check what oh, the other game was. Wizard with a Gun came out. Okay, that's what that was. Who had Wizard with a Gun? That was Darth. Saw t- Darth had it. Oh, yep. that's where he got some extra points mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So it's still a it's still a tight race over on the community fantasy critic. I can't wait to do this again. This is so much this fun. Is fascinating. I yeah. I only heard about this existing recently. Yeah. And I'm like, 
this is my job. But what if I could do it for fun? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <For money. laughs> and it's not like it's 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 not your games. You have to do the work. You just either reap the rewards or feel the crushing defeat when games suck. <laughs> yeah. Is it cheating if I do it for games that I review? I mean, at the beginning of the year, you might not know whether or not you're going to be viewing it. And it is open critic. I mean, you're in there in a mix with other people. I mean, we review games, but we are, our stuff isn't submitted to open critic. So I would just call it a technical advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. (laughs) What if I secretly influence all my journalist friends and like help me win? That would be hilarious. I need so much effort. I need to win this uh, like fake league. (laughs) It means the world. This extremely low stakes game. I'm going to ruin games journalism just so I can win. (laughs) Basically. Or let's talk about all the games people are playing right now. Kate, are you playing anything besides your own game? I haven't really had much time to play Moonstone Island lately mm. um i only go in there to like record footage to make memes currently oh but, uh, nice i am playing a game right now because i'm reviewing it oh um, i can say that because the game already came out so what's the game not nd8 uh it is harvest moon winds of anthos oh. oh nice um i have been the person who's been reviewing harvest moon games for uh nintendo life for a while now um and they're all bad I was going to say, you've been through some trials and tribulations uh, with them because they are not what they once were. Yep, and I had to write an entire like three-page explainer on the difference between Story of Seasons and Harvest Moon. Specifically so every time I review a Story of Seasons or Harvest Moon game, I don't have to explain it again. I could just ah. it and be like, I've already written about this, go read it. Um, so this is the newest one. I had absolutely zero hopes for it. It's actually quite good mm. for once. It's still not good, but it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I, I've been playing it willingly, which is a lot for a Harvest Moon game. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. It's still like a 60 bucks for a game. Like, I wouldn't pay that. Wow. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's good you're reviewing it. <laughs> Oh. Cat, how about you? Baldur's Gate three still? Yeah. As much as you can play? Yeah, well I'm I'm almost done with my first playthrough. I'm just wrapping up a few quests and then I'm gonna go see Gortash and um stab him in the face repeatedly to steal his nether stone. And okay. then I'm gonna go to the final boss fight. All um, right, that's exciting. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm already thinking about my next playthrough. Um nice. That's what we're talking about in the Discord with Simon a lot. It's just like, go replay the same fucking game over and over again. Hey, yeah, when it's a good game and you know that, like, there's other, you know, story you can get out of it, like, that's why they do it, right? They got you. They got the hooks in you. Yeah, I think for my second playthrough, I'm not going to be as thorough in the questing. um, Yeah. But apparently uh, the Dark Urge run is has a completely different and more interesting story so i mean when it's called the dark urge of course Mm -hmm. you want to do it yeah (laughs) i I haven't had time to play much yet but i think that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start fresh and do dark urge 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. honestly, it's such a good game. Oh, I was yeah. itching for such a fantasy game like that, and, and I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm going to be playing this game until Christmas. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of a game that a lot of people are going to be playing up until Christmas, Joelle, you can finally talk about Spider-Man 2! Yay! <laughs> It was so hard keeping it all to myself. I know. That was, yeah, that was a a long time that you had. uh, And like, the thing is, is like, I'm seeing so many people online talk about it. They're like, I've platinumed it. I've platinumed it. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. People loved it. How was your experience? People with platinuming endings? Yeah. That's impressive. It is, it is superhero crack. Like, you just, oh, yeah. you just want to keep going because they made it so damn fun. And it is, you know, Metacritic just gave it a 91. It's getting 10 out of 10s, 5 out of 5s. We're going to ignore the IGN review. Um, <laughs> but it is. Ooh. What did IGN give it? Eight, what did they eight do? 8 out of 10, eight. which is okay. just How rude. Dead. How rude. I, I rude. Is, <laughs> it is. It's just a despicable, despicable IGN. It is. So, like, if you're not a fan of superhero games, and if you haven't played any of the other Spider-Mans, I still think that you should give this one a shot, just because it is so fantastic, and it's seamless, and the story and the plot is layered and deep. You fight, ultimately, like, six different bosses in the span. It took me about 35 hours to complete um, the main story. And you fight six different bosses. You play as four different characters. And you get to traverse all of New York City because they opened up the map to include uh, Queens and... uh, Oh no! What was the other borough? They opened up uh, two. Uh, they opened up two other boroughs, and Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Thank you. Um, because oh, nice. you get to play as both Peter and Miles, and for the most part during the game, you can switch between them. And in some cases, when you switch, the camera will just like zoom away from the character you're playing, and you will like zoom through the city and you will slow slowly like land on a perch and then the other spider-man will plop in there there's like no loading screen so it's like all in real time moving throughout the city just it's it's seamless and it's effortless and like insomniac games man if if this isn't nominated in game of the year i it will ruin the gaming year for me because it was it was honestly something like incredibly special um it just really um, uh, elevates and utilizes the capability of the PS5 so so well and Digital Foundry did a really great review and video uh, in other technical genius. So if you're really interested in all of that, um, I would recommend to go watch that. But like I said, the transitions are fairly seamless. And even in the very beginning of the the beginning sequence of the game, you um, are launched um, all over the city and there's no dropping of frames, there's no sputtering, there's no popping. It is just as if almost like you're playing a movie. And I remember when I was playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I thought to myself, I'm playing a 
like I, I'm I'm playing a, a movie. Like that's how rich and deep the colors were. And I did feel like that uh, quite a few times where I'm like I'm playing a Marvel movie. <laughs> So it was so spectacular. Um, and the variety of things that you can do, that's where I feel like Insomniac really, really shines is the in the variety of gameplay. Um, and so you have an expanded amount of combat systems and uh, combat skill trees to open up. And so if you're familiar with the Spider-Man games, you gain points and you level up and then you can gain new moves. Well, in this game, you can gain new moves for Miles, Peter, or both of them at the same time. So you really get to, you know, kind of dive into the the kind of gameplay and combat systems that you want to with both or one or the other. Um, so that was really fun, which then, like, incentivizes the player to do all of the side quests so that you gain all the points so that you can buy all the things. And man... Are there some really fun side quests that really enhance the story uh, with both characters? I mean, just the amount of work that had to go into this game of all of the plot points and all of the story, like what you saw in the trailer was maybe like one tenth of of the game and of the story that this game has. Like it is dense. So it is it is quite something to uh, behold and it will it will grab you from the very beginning and like you'll just want to you'll just want to keep going so it doesn't surprise me yeah that folks have platinumed it because you just want to keep going because it's so much fun and the out the outfits so many outfits oh my gosh it is so fun just uh the different throwbacks and um you can unlock these different color schemes so you'll unlock an outfit and then you have like four more choices for color schemes uh, the traversal um, is excellent because they've added um, a web wing so you can kind of fly uh, throughout the city. And that in itself is a thing to master. Uh, and you get to fly over the bay because you have to go back and forth because the map is so big now. So you really, uh, as you're going and you traverse, you start to understand all the different mechanics that you get to use to traverse. And it makes... It makes flying around the city so much fun. Um, so yeah, in my mind, it's a ten out of ten. It's a it, it's it's a five controller out of five controller. Um, <laughs> it was really really quite special. So I would highly encourage people like to check it out uh, when they can get their hands on it because it is it's a uh, very very good. It, it emotionally lands the story lands the 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 technicality of it is amazing and like Insomniac Games just completely hit it out of the park. So mm. that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Unbelievable. everybody's been everybody's been singing its praises, and uh, yeah. I knew uh, the fact that you couldn't talk about it for so long had to be <laughs> murderous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so fun though watching people like have their own reactions and um, yeah. like seeing what they picked up and like what I picked up from it and mm-hmm. um, they're saying like isn't this really cool and I'm like I know it was so cool <laughs> uh, and like I said there's there's so much story so I don't want to like get into it to be spoiled but like I said mm-hmm. what they showed I I was like oh I wasn't ready 
Like, mm. you know, and and I know folks were uh, kind of slamming on Miles Morales for being too short. Um, and really, yeah, I know. I that, loved Miles Morales. I mean, I loved yeah. it too, but I just wanted more. Right? People just thought it was yeah. just too short. Yeah, and I get that. And this is not this is not that. <sighs> so they really they really melded their ability to have um, interesting and dynamic uh, gameplay mechanics, really great side quests, and just a phenomenal. A story that's rich in character development and um, that will have you on the edge of your seat up until the end. So it's, I could talk about it for <laughs> another 20 minutes, but like I said, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's really something special. So um, I really hope that it's nominated because there's a lot of work. And I will say to you, if you want to appreciate everyone that worked on the game, you can sit through the credits and there may or may not be a little extra treat for you if you do oh. so after. Oh, so. oh pro tip, pro tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's exciting because everybody's going to get hands on with that on uh, on Friday. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those. It's one of the ones, the big ten poll <laughs> ones of the year. But we have been treated very well this year yes. in the games that have released and how good the quality they are. Ex- yes, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. 2023 has been a good year and mm-hmm. we're going to keep on talking. There's still games to release. Um, I have been playing Moonstone Island. I have essentially been playing it since Saturday morning and just been going full <laughs> tilt on it. And, you know, it's obviously been hard because I had to work today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before that, uh, so I think I'm going to say goodbye to Paleo Pines. Uh, I know I've been trying to play that. I think I pinpointed what the problem was that I was having with the game as soon as I hit Moonstone Island. It's too slow going. And it's too many, like, tr- uh, quests. Fetch quests, but not in the good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's something. And also some stuff in it just not explained as well as it probably should have. And it wasn't until I started searching things online. And you you all know, I do that anyway. Like, I'm going to hunt down things and, and, and try and figure out mechanics and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. one thing when it's, like, just me not understanding or versus also just not getting explained well. So uh, two different two different kind of scenarios there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep going on Moonstone Island for sure. Cause I am loving it. <laughs> All right. It's that time of the week. Walk down memory card lane each week. The team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We'll start with its release date and then I will give hints about the game for the team to a- attempt to guess what it is. It's, you know, talk it out, ladies, go for the gold. I'm going to give you the date. Of October 22nd, 2001. Any guesses? Hmm. 2001. Mm-hmm. What was the date? 20... October 22nd, 2001. Second, okay. Don't Google. Don't Google. I won't. I won't. <laughs> That's, that would be boring. 2001. Yeah. Hold on. That was... Oh, my gosh. 2001's GameCube time. Would you like the next question? Yeah, next question. Okay, then next hint, sorry. (laughs) It was released on the PlayStation 2 first, but it came to PC and Xbox later. Uh. (laughs) I don't... Want the next hint? Yeah. Okay. It It was groundbreaking by showing off an open world environment where players could explore the vast city. Vast city. 
My my gut is saying that terrible game that I think is called Prototype. No, it is not Prototype. Dang. Open world. But I feel like that's got to be along the right lines. Maybe. <laughs> She's trying. <laughs> Want another hint? Yeah, 2001. Like a GTA? Did GTA come out in 2001? It could be Grand Theft Auto 3, yeah. You yeah. got it! Yay! <laughs> nice. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I'm like, how... This one, too, because we had... Well, Grand Theft Auto 5 had its 10-year anniversary yes. a few weeks ago when I specifically didn't pick that one because I was like, that's going to be everywhere. Uh, but yeah, then Grand Theft Auto 3 rolled around. Um, the other hints that I had, but you ladies got it so quickly, um, <laughs> was it had a non-linear mission structure. Oh, the main character that you play as is silent, which was different from the previous games that had voice acting. Oh. It was highly criticized for its depiction of violence, mature <laughs> themes, and criminal activities. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, you would know it by this point yeah, if the rest of them yeah. were pretty open-ended and vague. Yeah. yeah. Um, it drew an uh, inspiration from movies like The Godfather and Scarface. <laughs> mm-hmm. It garnered 14.5 million in sales. It had a great soundtrack, and you could pick the tunes you cruise around to from the radio in your car. Oh, yeah. And then the game had a unique feature uh, of the time. You could steal and drive emergency vehicles like an ambulance or a cop car. Yes. Grand Theft Auto 3. Yes. <laughs> Those were the best. Yeah. Oh. Yes. You're like oh, I, I forgot it was an exclusive. Havoc. I thought it was, yeah. I forgot it first released like on PlayStation, mm. like it that was like trickled down to other platform. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hard to believe now. It's like simul released everywhere because yeah. it is one of the biggest franchises out there, and we're still waiting to hear when Grand Theft Auto Six is gonna come. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that uh, every, or I'm gonna say e. X E three seasoned the time of the year that used to be known as E three. It would be the topic of discussion every time. Is like, hey, are we getting the next Grand Theft Auto? Is it getting announced? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into news of the week and topic of the week. Uh, and but it, we'll do that right after this break. All right, and we're back and. Uh, Considering we have a pretty interesting top of the week and a guest with Kate being on, um, usually we don't dive into news, but this news finally happened and we have been talking about it so much. I figured we'd be remiss to not mention that, yeah, Xbox now owns Activision Blizzard King. It happened. Finally happened. <laughs> it happened. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And now all of us are just going to wait around until, you know, stuff starts showing up on Game Pass and see what happens. Um, the only real bit of news that came out after that, besides the fact that, you know, the deal went through, is uh, they're going to say goodbye to Bobby Kotick. Uh, he's done on December 31st. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, let, let, I'm... Let's, bury, let's bury our feelings about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm glad he's going. I hate that he's not going like with um being fired and you know oh, no. prosecution yeah, no. and criminal <laughs> investigation. And making tons yeah. of money. Making tons of money. Tons of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean sixty nine point something billion is a lot of change. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure he made a, a pretty penny off that. But yeah, so uh, we'll keep following that story as uh, as things goes on. But what I really want to talk about, what's really fun this week, um, is as the weather gets colder, it's time to talk about sweater weather games. So- Those games sweater that weather. sweater weather. <laughs> Those games that make you want to or make you feel like you're cozied up in front of a fire with a nice hot drink, a blanket over your legs, and a sleeping pet by your side while you play. It's time for us to chat through some of our favorite sweater weather games. Um, let's go through Cat first. Catherine, what are your favorite sweater weather games? I mean, some people might argue that it's all year round for me. But um, <laughs> when it gets colder, I do get that itch more to dive into a good narrative-driven fantasy RPG. Um, mm. That's usually when I start to itch to start a new game of Dragon Age, start a new game of Skyrim. Mm. Um Right now, I'm just playing Baldur's Gate over and over again. Uh, I just something about the weather makes me want to dive and get lost into a good story. Fantastic, Kate. How about you? What is a sweater weather game that you enjoy? Um, I was trying to think of some answers this whole time because, like, games are so much of my work that when I sit down to play a game, I want to play something that doesn't feel like work. And lately, that has been games like Slay the Spire that um, I can absolutely hyperfixate on. Mm. Um, it is a sort of like turn your brain off sort of game, like a one more run kind of game. So like roguelikes do really well for this. Hades is also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, when feeling like you're making progression through a story, you're just like, I'm going to pick some numbers and see if these numbers are the ones that win the game. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's just incredibly satisfying for me when I've had a hard day of working in the video game minds to just play a game that is random, but requires strategy, but not really, you know? So anything like that, I've been wanting to play Dave the Diver because I think it will scratch that same itch. Um, but my Steam Deck is never charged. I don't know how I manage this. It's just mm. never charged. Mm. Um, so I, I need to, I, I don't know. I might wait until it comes to Switch. Yeah, I think you announced that not too long ago, too. Yeah, I love when yeah. things come to Switch. It's stupid because the Steam Deck is, is that's what it's for. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joelle, how about you? I... I feel a little bit like Cat where I want my like nostalgic comfort game, you know? I so sometimes I'll go back to replay um a game that I maybe want to clean up a side quest for, you know, like I miss I miss the environment, I miss the character, I miss the adventure. So maybe I'll dip back into like Mario Odyssey or God of War and just be like, "All right, I'm going to I'm just going to revisit the world and the magic." Um that I just I long for that familiarity um or uh lately actually I've been browsing demos um and you know maybe because demos they're you know you're only for a set time it's a new adventure it's a new world it's something to take my mind off what's going on um and if you're you know PS Plus or Game Pass, it's easy just to browse the demos and see and see what's there and available. Um, of course, on the Nintendo eShop as well. So, uh, yeah, so I've been really kind of looking into the demo world as well. Like, I, I play Born of Bread uh, that I talked about not too long ago. There's one that I might try out soon called Boxville and then uh, Chance of Sonar. So, yeah, I might uh, try, like, a little snackable 
a short-lived uh, game and see if it piques my interest to want to continue further or not. So, Cool. Yeah, my front, I uh, I always go back to Old Faithful. That's Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had mm-hmm. Minecraft Live 2023 on Sunday, yesterday, um, where, you know, you get to sit back and watch all the announcements that are incoming, new stuff that they add to that game. That game is 15 years oh old my next gosh. year. Yeah. They're still oh. throwing everything at wow. it and adding lots to it. Not going to lie, I was kind of hoping for an end update last uh, yesterday, but that uh, wasn't announced. You never know. They're doing it a little different now. We're not telling everything right off the get-go. They're going to release stuff over the course of the year. But uh, some cool stuff, you know, anytime there's new blocks coming so that you can be creative, there's new ways you can build and craft and stuff. And speaking of crafting, now they got this auto-crafting system system that is just like mind-blowing yeah yeah automation in minecraft tell it to make something and it does so you hook it up to redstone and it's going to be really powerful oh i'm I'm not smart enough to have any ideas (laughs) it's gonna change like that's the fun thing that i like about minecraft is i watch all these minecraft youtubers be it hermitcraft or or Mm -hmm. folks that like do the survival guides or like build crazy contraptions of how to make an iron farm where you're just like messing with the rng of the game and how everything works and now that's all going to be kind of blown up because now we have a way to auto craft things. So yeah. like the contraptions, the machines are going to be nuts. Wow. And that's super exciting. Yeah. And then they added uh, this new thing called trial chambers where you're going to have like these procedurally generated structures where you can like go and battle with your friends. Um, and they added a new like boss called the breeze. That's going to like blow you around and stuff. It's Yeah. Just funny stuff. <laughs> and of course, there's always like cute mobs. And the armadillo was the mob that got voted in this time. Really thought it was going to be the penguin, but the penguin got voted out first. Yeah, people vote for really weird stuff in the Minecraft votes. Like- yeah, I think it's because of the shell and how that's supposed to like bring armor to the wolf slash dog characters yeah, in the game now, which is kind of awesome. Have, like- cute little guys for once kind of yeah cute little guys yeah i, I like the eyebrows strong. on the penguin too they did like that emperor penguin one mm-hmm. that would have been fun to watch uh but yeah we're getting an armadillo now which is kind of awesome so yeah that's definitely uh one of my you know makes me feel cozy and good and warm and all fuzzy inside games cat <laughs> round two round two um stardew valley type games yeah um, sorry Cat coming oh, through. Cat. Oh, cat coming through. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's been spending the whole time on the bed with me. He's like, oh, we're, we're spending a month in bed? Bet. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> I love so, <laughs> bed. <laughs> so Stardew Valley, similar game. I mean, Minico's Night Market that I played recently. I really love that. I'm definitely going to look at uh, Moonrise Island. Um, these types of, like, cozy farming sim exploration get good at stuff just level up make money i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they they scratch an itch when it's just like i just want to turn on something that has beautiful color soothing mu- music and little to no violence mm. it's something to be said about i know uh, kate you mentioned earlier how like as a a, a reviewer you have to reference other games mm-hmm. but there's something about knowing the similarities and the references and stuff that just makes it that much more approachable. Cause you're not yeah. learning an entire new system. You're like, 
I have a reference and I like that reference. I'm going to probably enjoy this too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I people complain about it, but I think it's useful for the same reasons you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Uh, do you have any other uh, sweater weather games that you like? Uh, I mean, I was going to say Minecraft. And you said Minecraft. Yeah! <laughs> Yay, Minecraft! Uh, similarly, I, I also hyperfixate on Minecraft. I'll get into it for like a solid month or two with my friends. The last time I played Minecraft, you know, obsessively uh was me and my friend built a cottage core village so we found Ooh. a village in the middle of the tundra and we were like you know what we could do is make this really cottage core so we downloaded like a, a texture pack that made everything extremely cute uh we had to fence the whole thing in because villagers are stupid and they kept dying ain't that the truth <laughs> um so they can't <laughs> leave at any point i think there's like polar bears and donkeys and foxes all over the place um there's actually we built a special like fox den that's their little house and it's made out of like dark wood and it has berries in it so they can eat and it's got a little pond so they can go swimming oh they do keep drowning so we have to <laughs> foxes come on they're so stupid Minecraft <laughs> is so stupid and you have to plan for it but yeah, yeah. uh so, you know, that's really cute and I really like doing that and uh, doing it with like a huge group of friends is always really nice because you can go and like do a tour around someone's incredible Japanese castle house and you're like, great, come and see my cottage called village and mm-hmm. it just feels really nice, you know. That's what I wanted to do. I was thinking about what's because I'm going to build a new PC soon and I want to be able to play with RTX on and all that jazz. And uh, cool. and yeah, I was like, I think I might just take a village in some place and just rebuild yeah. it. But I like that idea if you like all went as friends into one server, yeah. everybody went in a different biome and you said, redo a village. Yeah. <laughs> and what and would it nice look thing, like? That would be awesome. Server, you don't have to be there at the same time. You can, no, as long it. as someone's running it the whole time, yep. you can pop in, leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier. It's great. Joelle, how about you? Got any other cozy games? Yeah, so another thing that's kind of nice to do is like when you just, for me, like when I don't want to think about it is like kind of quick round puzzle games like Tetris, you know, kind of if I only want to play for 15 minutes and kind of like reset or just take like a short break. Uh, Marvel Snap was something that got its grip on me that I couldn't put down or like even humanity, a game like that where, you know, it's, mm. it's levels, short levels, it's a puzzle, it's all compact and contained and you can, you can pick it up or leave it when you want. But I do enjoy those, those puzzle games. And then I feel extra smart when I figure it out and then I can get a little self-confidence boost <laughs> as I go. So yeah, they either draw the line between, like, super comforting and cozy or frustrating, pull my hair out. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I try to stay <laughs> in games that make me feel smart. So I will yeah. stick to those. <laughs> mm. I did notice that a lot of the games that we all talk about, too, do feature a lot of uh, cute creatures and stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. one of my favorites is Mega Aquarium. Uh, you know me, mm-hmm. Management Sims. Love it. Um, and they actually are releasing a new expansion pack. Comes out on a Wednesday, the 18th. It's called a Deep Freeze. So it's going to have penguins and polar bears. Uh, along with fish and sea creatures. So, you know, I'm going to jump into that because they did the original game, then they had Freshwater Frenzy, and now mm. this one, Deep Freeze. Mm. So, uh, I want to go make my wintry aquatic uh, 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 
museum slash aquarium for everybody to come visit. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I love it. Cat, <laughs> one more. Yes. Um, snackable games to play weekend afternoon. Mm-hmm. Unpacking mm-hmm. is a great one. Um, I remember Coffee Talk definitely has that mood because it's set in Seattle at night and it rains. Um, I have on my list for that Venba. I have yet to play it. You need to do I know that. It's, like, it's so good. Yeah, I know it's have like. Have you played one of... a little to the left? Not oh, yet. That's no. on my list. Have you played that? It's friends <gasps> made. It. Oh. They live down the road from me. <laughs> oh, so yay! Yeah. And they're really Let's... nice. Okay. Really okay. good people. All right. The well, I'll go play good. that. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Yay. Alexa, a lot it. of cute, cozy games made right here in Canada. Like Venba, too, is Canadian roots. And uh, just yeah, so there's been a lot. It. It's nice. <laughs> well, we do deal with a lot of winter, so we know what it's like to be shut in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate, do you have a last one? Last cozy yeah. game that you really enjoy that you want to shout out? It occurred to me. I, I have been playing another game. And I'm, I'm doing the terrible thing of like forgetting that mobile games are games, which uh. is awful. I tell people not to do that all the time. And here <laughs> I am doing it. Um, I have been playing a game called Usagi Shima, oh. which is Neko Atsume with bunnies. Yes! <laughs> so cute. And I'm usually not into that kind of like check in every day for five minutes kind of thing. I, I didn't really like Cozy Grove for that reason. I'm like, you can't tell me how long to play this game mm. for. Um, but it's like Shima is one of those ones, because it's on my phone, I'll forget I have it. And then I'll see it on the homepage and be like, oh, yeah, bunnies. And then I'll go in. And like, it's just cute enough that I'm like, I don't mind dropping a few dollars on this to get rid of the ads because it's like one person making it, I think. And it's extremely well done. It's adorable. There's not much to it other than the decorating and seeing bunnies. But like, what else do you need? Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this one not too long ago because it was the first one mm-hmm. that um, uh, Wholesome Games kind of helped promo no, or not or develop yeah. in some sorts. So they have pub- they're working on helping with publishing or something like that. I'm trying to That's remember cool. now. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's publishing helps Moonstone Island. A They're lot great as well, so. publishing, was it? Yeah, yeah no, they we've cool. been following them since they started and uh, had the guys on on the podcast a while back. And just like what they've been doing okay. is just phenomenal because <laughs> it's what we need that we, we're the folks that we just clamor for these types of games all the time. And we need mm-hmm. a hub for it. So anytime yep. there's like a wholesome director or a snackable thing that they do, I'm like, I'm in it to win it every time. Yep. And I always say, sign up for their newsletter. Yeah. Pro tip, sign up for their newsletter because they tell you when all the good games are coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I will. Yeah. Joelle, last one. Well, I did this wrong and I already said it, but I'll repeat it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize we were going in turns. Ah, sorry. So yeah, I... um. I, 
Yeah, the last one that I had was yeah, like down down download a demo. Um, but I think I think now uh, that Kate talked about mobile gaming, I think that's a, a really good thing to also investigate is just to get back into to mobile gaming and uh, see see what's on there because I've been thinking about all the ones that I've enjoyed on my phone uh, that I played like a long long time ago and that like I hold this device all the time in my hand anyway. Um, but you know, like I played like two dots have been a fun puzzle game. I played severed. I played monument, um, those types of games. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those are all good ones. Uh, my last one is slime rancher Two. Uh, yeah. still in, that one's still in early access. I was obsessed with slime rancher one. Um, <laughs> Back in August, they announced that they're going to be putting some dynamic weather systems in there, which I think is oh. fascinating because it, it's going to yeah. bring some other slimes back, ones from the previous game. So it's pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, there's going to be more uh, updates coming next year with gadgets and stuff. It's really going to change up how building base customization and stuff like that's going to work, um, which I'm super stoked about. Uh I love these games. I think they're just, uh, they're just gorgeous. They're so pretty, all the colors um, and the design of all the really cute slimes. And, you know, when you feed something, uh, a, a fruit and it poops out a plort and then you make money off those plorts, you're like, okay, this game got me good because I like to make money from poop. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> you can't get any cuter than making money from poop. <laughs> Sparkly poop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Everybody loves Slime Rancher. Okay. Uh, there's so many, so, so many. many games that we could talk about um, that are out there that uh, we all love as sweater weather games. Uh, reach out to us. Tell us what your favorite uh, sweater weather cozy games are because uh, you know we want to play them. We really do. And with that, that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. As always, I'd like you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in the episode and the games and everything about Moonstone Island and what Kate's working on. Um, If you could do us a favor and rate and review this podcast on the platform where you are consuming it, that would be much appreciated. Why it helps with discovery, it pushes us up in the rankings, and we do use the comments to help us build our show. This is also the moment where I get the crew to shout out the social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online. But first, Kate, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. This was really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fun. Please come back yeah. and hang out with us again. And, and it doesn't have to be when there's a when a game releases or anything <laughs> like that. If you want to come talk cozy games with us, you, you let yeah. us know. <laughs> uh, where can people find you and everything that you're working on? Uh, I'm, my handles are usually at how not to draw. I'm not really using Twitter so much anymore because you know why. Yeah. Um, but Instagram is where you can normally find me. I'm on blue sky, but I forget to check it. I think I'm on Mastodon, but I forget to check that even more. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mostly I'm on discord now, which is kind of harder to promote. Uh, but the Moonstone mm. Island Discord, I'm the one running it. So come and hang out there. It's a nice place to be and everyone's pretty friendly. So that's me. Love it. <laughs> Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S, C-S-D-B-I-N, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads. But uh, honestly, I'm mostly in the Girls on Games Discord. <laughs> Joelle, how about you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87, on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy, but 
always posting in the Girls on Games Discord. Uh, please come and say hi. And I am Leah. You are most social media platforms, but of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram and Threads. No thought in there. Discord.me/slash/girlsongames to continue this lovely conversation and more. But of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, GirlsOnGames.ca. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. That I'm off to play more Moonstone Island. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.